0: For your money. And if that's what you have in mind. Yeah, if that's what you're all about. Good luck moving up
1: I'm
0: Moving out. Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivans real estate team, and I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday morning. Our special guest this morning is Dean Riddell with SWBC Mortgage. We've got the Dean Riddell action music. There it is.
1: NMLS number 196895.
0: Dean Riddell with SWBC Mortgage. How are you doing this morning, Dean?
1: Good morning, Mark. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. It's always great to talk with you. You're on here. Every week with us, either it's you or Matt McLean, uh, your partner in hit this, and we always talk money, which a big part of real estate is. How do I afford it? Right,
1: yeah, and I think it's the part that that becomes so uh, critical is it's just not about a house, and so when we when we talk about money, yeah, you know, we reach outside the box because I think that's what we're called to do. Yeah, that's exactly.
0: You know, when when. A lot of people start with you, and a lot of people, and there's a lot of people who start with us. People go, where do? What's the best place to start? Do they start with finding the home, or do they start with finding the money?
1: Right. You know, and I think you and Becky talked on it a week ago on consult that you all have with the buyer, and probably the seller as well. Um, And we take that same approach from the financing side. Uh, we want that customer to come to the office, you know, they, they apply, but we, we spend time. I think 95% of our clients is we're meeting with them prior to them going out looking for homes. So So, let's talk about that buyer consult. When
0: somebody comes in, what is the first question you ask them?
1: You know, we get into, uh, tell me your, tell me your plans. Tell me your goals. Tell me your, uh, are you selling? Yeah. You know? How much equity do you anticipate netting? Uh, we get into the down payment options. You know, what's their comfort zone? In uh, market, it's crazy because, you know, when they apply, which is why we want them to do that first, is we see income. You know, we, we have the pay stubs to validate. We see, you know, what are they paying for rent? You know, and that's that's probably one of the lead questions, you know, is you're renting for 1200 a day. Is that is that the, the number you want to stay with as you buy a home? And then you literally we run different directions. Uh, yeah, it, it's amazing what you see in credit because you can see if you know if they've got fourteen credit cards and three car payments, you know, maybe now is not the time to buy a house, or maybe maybe there's a bad credit score. Yeah. So what do we have to do to put them on that right road? If you
0: want to call in and join the conversation today, the number to call in is 405-840-1000. That's 840-1000. What is the biggest hurdle that first-time buyers come in? So if somebody who's never bought a home before, they're walking into
1: your office, what is the biggest hurdle they face? You know, it, it's probably credit or it may be length of, of time on the job. Um, but the biggest thing is the uncertainty. It's kind of like when they call you, They don't know the process. And so our common feedback we get is, well, I was online and this is what I think I need to do. Yeah. Um, you know, an online is a great tool, but it's not the answer. And that's where the sitting down, the face to face, um, we cut through a lot of those questions and it's, um, I tell people be honest, be transparent, tell me everything.
0: I think what we face, and, and I'm sure you face the same thing, is it used to be a lack of information. People right. didn't know how much their house was worth. They didn't know the process. They didn't know, you know, all, all the different steps that it takes. Right. The number one thing I know that I face is misinformation right. and overload.
1: And I I take that approach, that comment to the online calculators that. Uh Let's say Zillow. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, it it formulates a payment to the customer based on that house that they're seeing. Excuse me. And what it doesn't take into play is credit score, your FHA, MIP, mortgage insurance, or your conventional PMI. And I think probably the one, and it may have changed over the last couple of years, but it would have homeowners insurance, $700 a year. You know, and I know, and, and the buyer doesn't know you're taking that number and dividing it by 12. That's one twelfth of their payment. Yeah. in Oklahoma, you're not going to have homeowners insurance at $700 a year. Yep. We're
0: going to get into credit scores in a bit, and we're going to get into the, those letters you just said, PMI and MIP, because there's all those other little things that go along that people are not really Mm -hmm. sure what they are. And we're going to jump into those. Um, question before we get into the weeds of all this
1: that i was curious how did you get into this you know god's awesome so in 1986 i got into the mortgage business uh and worked on what you and i would call the servicing side which is you know the operations that collect payments pay taxes pay insurance all the behind the scenes all the stuff. behind the scenes stuff yeah. so from from 1986 through uh 1997 i managed collection foreclosure bankruptcy for a couple of different mortgage companies here in Oklahoma City and as a as a kid literally it paved the way to what I do today because you know I, I feel like I saw what people did to themselves or overbuying or you know that that ultimately resulted in a in a foreclosure yeah or a bankruptcy yeah and so when I meet with clients today yeah, you know, I do. I turn that, that lights back on from the 80s and the 90s. Right. Where if I can prevent someone from making a bad decision, that's what we're called to do. Mom. Yeah, yeah. So because, you know, it's you hear the story and, and it hadn't happened to me, praise God, but you hear the financial debt or financial crisis, what it does to a family, you know, then it leads to, divorce. And so, yeah, you just got to head that off as much as you can. Yeah. There's a big part of
0: this that when we jump into people's lives, it is help walk them through making wise decisions. The part of it is, is that, you know, we can't make the decision for them, but you can show them the facts and help them to see, Hey, here's what, um, here, here's the path and kind of where, where it heads. Kind of, you look at one road and go, "There's some brightness ahead." The other road is, "Oof, that's a little sketchy that way."
1: Well, and, and I refer to it as the curveballs of life. And so, you know, when you get into financing a home, you know, I am a fan of hanging on to money. You know, the the piece, Mark, I could write a book on people that I meet that'll say, "I've got ten thousand dollars available." Okay, great. What do you want to utilize for your for your purchase? Ten. Well, you know you don't. you got to find that balance between the monthly payment, down payment, and hanging on to some monies yeah. because of the curveballs in life that come our way. That's it.
0: The number one question or the first question that we always ask clients when they come in and they, they say, you know, we're we're ready to sell, or we're ready to buy, it is, why? Tell us what's going on. Right. You know, because sometimes they're making a move for a very positive reason, oh, we, we're about to have a new child, we need a new bedroom, everybody's happy, everybody's you know, it's a good thing and sometimes it's a really difficult thing.
1: And I think you do things differently and we do things differently as compared to other agents other lenders because we live in a world of technology Uh, I call it point and click-itis, you know where where clients in my arena are calling online I want to put 20% down or whatever it may be Yeah, but maybe that's not the best thing for them. Yeah, and so getting into uh, into their lives a little bit with finances—that's part of our job. Yeah,
0: I had a client recently that um, stepped in, stepped into to have that conversation with. um, She was needing to sell. Second statement out of was, "Well, I may have not needed to do this today because this is." would have been my husband's birthday and this is the first year he's not here he had just passed away recently and so all of those emotions flood in because homes are an emotional it's not about brick and mortar and drywall and wood it's about memories right memories that have happened memories we're going to create and that's what we love about this: is that you jump in, and it's in the center of people's lives. It is the heartbeat of their family, yep. and it's good, and it's hard, and it's wonderful, and sometimes ugly, right? All at the same time. We'll be back with more with Dean Riddell on Oklahoma real estate on the move news radio one thousand K T O K. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move here with Dean Riddell from SWBC Mortgage. If you want to call in, ask a question to Dean or myself, or just join the conversation, you can give a call at 405-840-1000. That's 405-840-1000. Dean, if someone walks in and says, hey, how much down payment do I really need? What do I need to have saved in order
1: to buy? How do you answer that? That's wide open. And it is one of the questions early on through our consults that we do is you know, what are your plans, what are your thoughts, uh, what are your down payment thoughts? And let's assume the first time buyer who's not selling so there's no equity from the from the sale of the home, but we get into what FHA requires, which is a three and a half percent down, conventional financing, there is a there is a three percent conventional product, but the predominant one is five percent. In the old days I would call that your core conventional loan is five percent or greater. you know the VA is no money down. So we, we can kinda head that off first. Are you a veteran? No. So then it gets into their options of the FHA or conventional. You touched on credit score. So credit score can take us depending upon score, either direction. But let's paint the picture of a six fifty credit score. Conventional financing Uh, is not going to be probably the source for them if they're putting 5% down. You touched on PMI. uh, Every day, I will say the C for conventional equals credit score. So your rate will move based on score. Your PMI will move based on credit score. So by definition, that 650 buyer credit score is an FHA buyer. Yep. Define PMI. We've been using it here. Yeah, yeah. PMI is, is private mortgage insurance and a conventional loan. And then on the FHA loan has MIP, which is mortgage insurance premium. Yep. So, you know, the, the, the FHA loan by definition was created for first-time buyers. It's not limited to first-time buyers. You and I at our age could do an FHA loan. It's got to be our primary residence. But it was created for youth, young credit, young on the job. Not a ton of money, um, you know. Starting out, that's what that FHA loan was built for. Yeah, and our
0: our government, which is us, we are the people, right. has decided that hey, home ownership is an important part of the American dream, of our freedom, and so it is opening up, attempting to open up to a larger group of people to have home ownership.
1: And it is, and because people they go online and read, I've got to have twenty percent down. And I think that pauses some people from meeting with you and me, yeah, because they they think they have to have twenty percent down. So when you ask the question down payment, an FHA is three and a half percent. So let's let's look at that. That can be their money, their own checking savings. Uh, they can do a four hundred one k loan from their work, not a withdrawal, but do a loan. They can do a withdrawal, but they're going to be taxed on it. So a 401k loan, a TSP, if you're a government employee, you can use that for a down payment. Um, They can get a gift, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, family member. They can utilize that for their down payment.
0: Is there a cap to how much they can get as a gift? No, sir, not on our end.
1: And and that's a great question because a lot of times there is a cap in the consumer's eyes who is gifting the money that ties into what are they going to be taxed on so if if you wanted to gift your your child $50,000 i think the cap is 175 that you're not taxed on it from a lending perspective we're not we're not reporting that gift money what we've got to support is that money that is gifted is it viable gift money did we we can't have a parent go out and get a an unsecured loan Gift it to their child to use for a down payment, which is why we get into the woods a little bit with the whoever's gifting the money with a bank statement. We got to make sure it's their money, but we've got to basically validate that gift money is viable down payment money, as defined by by HUD. So
0: viable money has to be one of the terms is used as seasoned. Right, it has to. You have to kind of have a trail of where. So someone mom or dad who has money sitting under the mattress, is that problematic to help
1: kiddo get a house? Well, in the immediate future, yes, it's a problem. But if it's seasoned in their bank account for that 60 to 90 day window, then when we peek back 60 days, that money will have been seasoned. So I think I used the, I made the comment on the, on the radio last weekend I did. I had a client six months, eight months ago who had $39,000 in their freezer and wanted to use that for their, <laughs> right. to purchase a home. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. You know, and it, it's a problem of if he wants to buy today. Right. Okay. If he can get it into the system. Yeah. And, and then we don't pull or look at bank statements until April, May, that money will have seasoned and we can utilize that $39,000 for his home purchase. So one of the big things that lenders,
0: they don't like to see volatility within a bank account. Is that a correct
1: statement to say? That's correct. Very correct. Yeah. Because those oddball deposits, I mean, the number one source of fraud in our industry is money laundering. And so oddball, unusual deposits are going to be questioned. So
0: what other options do people have when it comes to down payments? You
1: know, I touched on gift. But you know the predominant, you know, the, you know, people talk about a grant, down payment assistance, what have you, is Oklahoma Housing Finance Agency, and they got they got a couple different bond programs. It's called a grant. It's a bond loan for the old timers um, that provides three and a half percent, three and a half down payment assistance. So, if you think, if you think of the FHA three and a half percent down, yeah, and OHFA is providing three and a half percent assistance. The down payment piece is covered. Okay. Now, when you get into to what are the parameters is you've got some income limits. And I'll give you an example here in a minute, but you've got income limits. OHFA dictates that, that credit score, so that middle credit score has got to be above 640. They control the debt ratio a little bit. They have some parameters that are tighter, but it can be a great option, Mark. So that's a great program
0: to get into. And this is one of the things that we encourage um individuals that if you're just thinking about making the purchase, you're go sit down with us to be, be some more. Just Absolutely. have that conversation. One of the things down payment uh help that we're seeing it's or or really help is seller concession. A right. seller is able to pay for or help pay for a
1: um well buyers. And you correct me, but it seems like that's coming back in which it was gone in 20 and 21, first part of 22, where you know, if you roll the clock back to 2019 and back, I would say the majority of the contracts that we handled, seller was paying some or all of buyer's costs. So if you think about a young buyer who's got $10,000 in the bank, let's say, they can still use that down payment assistance that covers their down payment. You consult with them, and you get the seller to pay 7000 of their closing costs and prepaids. I and mean, literally, they're buying a home with maybe the cost of their home inspection out of their pocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can orchestrate it that way, or if you've got a veteran. Matt's done this a couple of times where um, a VA loan has no down payment. And if you heard what I was saying, that OFA, OHFA, provides a 3.5 uh, assistance. It's, it doesn't have to be towards down payment, so match buyer used their v a did hundred percent financing used the three and a half percent assistance to cover their closing costs and prepays
0: yeah i had a um buyer this week that we were negotiating with um a new builder who uh bought down a point on their um on their mortgage right which allowed them to um, you know, significantly decreased
1: their their monthly payment, right? And made everything work. Yeah, that, that probably falls into that two one buy down. Mm-hmm. You know, definition, which is, you know, I've been in a lot of uh, sales events where people are talking about you know the, the buy down versus two one buy down. Two different issues. I mean, buy down of rate is one thing. Two one buy down is what you just referred to is. You know, for the two years, for the first two years, your your payment is going to be less than that qualifying rate of 6% today. So it, it's a great, it's a great program.
0: So it's a temporary, so they, yes. they buy down for first two years. What happens after that two years? So,
1: so let's, again, paint a picture. So let's say their, their rate today is 6%. A 2-1 buy-down is for year one. So payment 1 through 12, that rate's going to be 4%. Their payment is based on 4% rate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Payment 13 through 24, it goes up a percent to 5%. When it hits payment 25 to the duration of the loan, you're at your 6% number. So it it, it, is, it can be a big deal. It can be a big number. But the part I want to stress is you, when you write the contract, you don't have to specify a buy-down. It's yeah. seller concessions. That's
0: great stuff, Dean Riddell. And we'll be back and we'll be talking about credit scores. Everyone really wants to know about them right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivans Real Estate Team, here with Dean Riddell from SWBC Mortgage. Dean, uh, let's hit our word of the day. Mama, on, baby, the
1: word word
0: of? Our word of the day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. Give him a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Our word of the day is consult, which means to seek information or advice from an expert. We love that when people come in and go, I just got questions.
1: Because people don't have the answers. And I think what you and I are called to do, Mark, is be the professional in what we do. You know, in and, and your arena, my arena, um, we got to do what we're called to do. You want to sell a house, we want to finance it. But if it's not right, then we have to be big enough to say it's not right <laughs> or if the timing's not right. That's the
0: part of going, is there, um, like one of the things that we, especially on the sell side of, of individuals, of going, um, you know, how much do you owe on the house? What's... What else is happening in life? Doesn't make right. sense um, to do that. Like we have an individual who, you know, their their biggest thing is to become debt free. They're going. I want to sell my house and purchase a house that is and make that exchange enough where I could pay off all the other debt. Right. And you just have to have that honest conversation to go. Well, here's what the market is saying is available. And then you have to give the, them the information right before.
1: Well, and you're in a you're in a, a challenging spot that hopefully is calming back down because of what home values were a year ago. They're not falling, but they're slipping from its peak. It, it's how I word it. But you have sellers who are still wishing and hoping and praying that their <laughs> home was worth what it was a year ago. Well, and the the part of it that. The majority of neighborhoods within
0: our Oklahoma market are stable. I mean, they are. They're. You see, prices are not escalating the way they were escalating. But that was the unusual. Right. That was the unsustainable. We we don't right. want it to stay like that. It's not. I mean, you you end up with home prices where you, it's not affordable. Right. And one of the things we love about Oklahoma is you can buy a great house for a great price compared to other places
1: in the nation that will appreciate slowly it, over time, right? but not, not the ramp up the way that took place in 2021.
0: Right. Typically, historically we've been around two and a half, three percent on a whole within the central Oklahoma market that we appreciate over time. And over the, from 20, end of 2019 to 2022 you saw 25 to 30% increase in prices
1: and do
0: you want that to happen year after year after year well that that's
1: the east coast west coast yeah. mentality and so when when tough times come yeah that's where the fall is hard yeah
0: and so <clears throat> what the um what we're seeing though is that it is stabilizing and in some neighborhoods, it has retreated back a little, but let's see, two weekends ago, we put two houses on the market and both had four offers like great neighborhoods and great locations are still selling with multiple offers.
1: But it's a new high, right? Compared to 19. Is, right. that, is, that is that fair? Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's where, um, you know, the great part of that is there's not any kind of of appraisal problem that's happening. So, you know, when you go out and purchase a home, if you're using your own money, I tell this to buyers all the time, you can pay whatever you want to. Right. You can, you know, take a 1,500-square-foot home and offer them a million dollars. It's your money. Right. But if you're using the bank's money. It's a different issue. The lender wants an appraisal, right? They want to know that what they're lending you is okay. If you never make a payment and you walk away, they want to know what the risk is.
1: Well, I had a gentleman in my office this week and his sales price was 375. Appraisal came in at 340. He said, but I still want that house. I said, well, there's one, two, three options. Hey, you can walk away because that lender comment that you just made we have to make sure that home meets or exceeds that sales price well the sales price is 375 so a he can walk away b he can pay the thirty five thousand dollar difference c you know he can find a happy median where the seller can come down and sell it to him for 340 yeah but your comment's right we got to make sure we're not exposed
0: yeah and that's where i would Prior to 2019, when there was an appraisal gap, um, typically it's not that large. That's a pretty significant appraisal gap. Um, and But typically, if there's a, an appraisal gap prior to 2019, you would say that about seven times out of 10, the seller would come down to the appraisal price. About two out of 10, the buyer would pay the difference. And about one out of 10, they would kind of split. Right. That's kind of kind of somewhere around there. That's kind of typical. Um But from 2019 or 2020 to about 2022, you saw that the buyer was paying the appraisal gap. So you have that significant appraisal gap difference. Buyers right. were, were having to bring cash to pay the difference between the two. And I would say we're, we're, we're back to kind of a split probably about half the time you'll, you'll negotiate and you'll split the difference between the buyer and seller when that happens.
1: Well, and on your comment that you had a couple of houses that sold quickly. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing that if they are priced, right, you know, they are, things are moving quick. Yeah. But for your sellers who, who want that overpriced, It seems like those are the ones that are sitting.
0: Yeah. The pricing is so critical right now that you have to have not a 2020 mentality or a 2015 Mm -hmm. mentality. You have to have a reality check of here's where we are today. Here's what's been selling for the past three, six months in your neighborhood. And you have to come down to here's what's happening in your neighborhood and price it correctly, and
1: they're still great buyers. That's where the professional comment that you were talking about with our word of the day, because people have to trust you. They're looking to you for guidance. You have to be confident with your data, with your, with your game plan that you're representing their interests first, not yourself. And I think if you do that, Mark, everything falls like it's supposed to. Yeah.
0: And, there's there's this – the number one thing that we fight is a mental uh, – a, a kind of a framework that says, well, I can price my home at this higher price and it will – I can always come down. Right. And typically, most often, that is you'll actually end up losing more money that way than pricing it at a competitive price where you end up with multiple buyers who are desiring that instead of looking for that one buyer who sees it the same value in the same way you do having multiple buyers typically ends up at a better spot at a quicker pace, at a quicker pace. And you get to choose. There's other parts of the contract that you want to negotiate besides just the price. Right.
1: You know, I touched on a story. I mean, I always say, you know, Consumers don't know what they don't know. We talk about it in the office, and that's where I think, um, in, in our arena, I'm going to pick on the online sources because it's a point-and-click environment. So the consumer who's going online applying, saying, I want to put 20% down, that's what the lender's doing. That, yeah, you're okay. Go go buy a house. Yeah, But maybe that's not the best solution for the consumer. Which is why the consult comes into play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's where encouragement that if when you're gaining information, great place to gain information, but it's not necessarily accurate information that you're finding out there. That's really important. Let's get to credit scores over what is the minimum credit score needed.
1: So Fannie Mae conventional loan, 620 is the bottom FHA you will see this deviate between company to company, but FHA will go down to five eighty uh VA as well. But SWBC, our minimum score FHA VA is six hundred. So you'll have some deviation between lenders based on that credit score. I read an article last night that through the pandemic, I mean a couple couple interesting nuggets on this is through the pandemic The conventional borrower, their average score was 749. But what was, what's been misleading about that, you'll, you'll recall this. They think some of that is overstated because of the forbearance window we went through for a year and a half in 20 and 21 through, through COVID, that really there's more people who were in a tougher spot, but their payments have been shown pain is agreed because they were on a forbearance program through COVID. So credit score is a big deal. I mean, it, it impacts rate. It impacts your homeowner's insurance. It impacts car insurance. Credit score's real.
0: It, it impacts quite a bit. Now, what is the score you need to get to to get to that top category so in credit score?
1: I tell people every day, a 750, 760 score rate-wise is no different than an 800. So 850 is your top. But if you're in that 760 and greater, you're in that top tier
0: So how accurate are the different free credit score things that are
1: out there? So I'll give you – they're not. I mean, I think they're a a source. They're a guide. There will always be deviation between you pulling your – I'm going to say credit karma. Yeah. You go, Dean, I'm using credit karma um, as compared to what the lender shows because the lender is going to pull your full three-bureau tri-merge report that sees your life. Credit Karma, for example, I had a, a client in my office literally a week ago, and and we knew this data, but basically Credit Karma does not pick up medical collections into their credit score model. Okay. So the customer last last week, two weeks ago, she had eight medical collections. Her middle score was six oh five with me. And she showed me her phone and it was seven fourteen. Well, what does that tell us? Those those medical collections that I'm picking up that feeds my score mm-hmm. is not being reflected in her score. So I, I think that, I mean, that you hit on a subject that I think there's a ton of people in Oklahoma City and surrounding that are home thinking they're managing to their own score before they call you or before they call me. And honestly, what they need to do is call and say, Dean, what do I need to do? Matt, what do I need to do? And our our common response is, go out and apply. Don't give me a bank statement, pay stub, tax return. Don't give me anything. Just walk through the the data part of the application so we can pull credit. We can counsel you on what you need to do to get there.
0: When we come back, we'll talk about what to do to help your credit score and what you can do today to maybe change your payment there might be a little something in your escrow that you need to take a look at when we come back on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our smoking hot deal. Our smoking hot deal is brought to you by Caso Perico Mexican Grill, located on the south corner of 122nd and Penn, and on 63rd, just west of Meridian, and in Yukon on Route 66. Dean, our smoking hot deal today is—it's a tease, it's a teaser one because it's not coming on the market till about three weeks, so I can't give you all the details of it. But it is in the Chickasha area, beautiful completely remodeled completely redone and here's the kicker on this one is that it has this insulated workshop just just out back of the home large large corner lot and if you have an RV has room to park the RV behind the gated uh oh, just magnificent magnificent so be on the lookout. You can What you can do is you can go to BeckyIvans.com, click on search listings. Just You can sign up right there to be alerted for when things come on. It'll come right to you. Or if you want to find out if your house could be a smoking hot deal, you could put there and say, <laughs> what's the value of my house? You can click on it right there. It'll give you it. We'll have that conversation just for your information
1: purposes. That outbuilding, those are becoming
0: – Oh, my gosh. Gosh. They are. They, it is. It is. They're Oklahoma. We we love our garages. We love our outbuildings. If you have, you know, uh, space for one, it
1: is something that adds really good value to you, a home. Do you think that was picked up or intensified through COVID? I mean, and, and I use the, one of our appraisers does, uh, we had a conversation on swimming pools. And he said, historically- Pools create no value, but he said through COVID, the amount of money people were spending because they were staying home, mm-hmm. that the amount of money they're spending in their backyard, those pools are are now contributing quite a bit to an appraised value. In the old days, they didn't mark. Yeah, I I think they have,
0: and here's where, um, you know, this COVID has changed culture, right? It is it has changed. So now you have a uh, a generation that's now, you know, being aware of, I may have to stay home for significant periods of time. That is a potential. Right. And so, therefore, having that extra space, especially in the backyard, to be able to experience the outside within safety, I think it's ingrained. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's made a difference.
0: Yeah. So, I do think those outbuildings have uh, increased the value, like people desire them more. Um, especially if you have electricity uh, plumbing out to it so that that space can be utilized in a variety of ways. I think that is – it's incredible. Uh, big big time. Okay. So we, we're we talking about credit scores. What can people do to help their credit score?
1: Uh, credit bureaus say all of us need one or two installment debts. So think mortgage, car, student loan, um, boat, and everyone needs two or three revolving debts to drive a credit score. So your Dave Ramsey people, you know, that they don't have a credit card. (laughs) In our world, like it or not, that credit score drives a lot of things. And so that credit score they need to embrace with a credit card, they need to embrace. And get a credit card, preferably two or three, that – they, they incur they buy a tanky gas once a month, pay it off when you pay get it, it off. And then. and you're not, as I tell people every day, don't live off of it. Don't go buy groceries. Just if you're anti-credit card, you can control it, yeah but it's going to make a difference to your, to your life because it's money that ties into credit score and, and premiums.
0: And that's great. Every now and then we run into people who just literally don't have much of a credit score.
1: In the the part two of the of the credit card comment is is keeping that balance less than a thirty percent of whatever that limit is. so if you've got a thousand dollar limit on your visa, three hundred dollars is the limit you need to live by. Well, that's great stuff.
0: Just really third of what your your limit is is great. So, let's talk about what's in the escrow. What can people do? What so? What is escrow when it comes to? And what do people need to look at?
1: So, this is literally a hot topic. Um, SWBC, for example, we service our loans. You know, we talked about servicing back operations yeah. earlier. So, we service our loans. In January of every year, we analyze a, a client's escrow account. When you say escrow, what is that? It's nothing but taxes and insurance for the house. So as it relates to payment, we take one-twelfth of taxes, one-twelfth of insurance that, that's built into their payment. I have received probably 50 phone calls this last week or emails saying, Dean, can you see why would my payment go up $100? And, and I, I just... I literally remind everyone to stay in tune. Taxes are what taxes are. So let's use that as an example. The last two years, people's real estate taxes have gone up some. So let's say $200. Well, divided by 12, that's $16, $17 a month. Let's use insurance. Insurance is the one piece that if people will think we pay out 12 months in advance. So if we're paying a premium today, we're paying it through January 20 or February 24. Those insurance premiums can change a thousand, twelve hundred dollars annually, but yet it's something people don't keep up with because they know it. We're going to pay it. They know it's in their escrow account. That if you don't keep up with it, guys, it will it will flip your budget upside down. You made a comment that that's the one piece that can make that the biggest change in payment.
0: That that is. So if you are if if you take one thing away from today, it is this. Think about what you're paying into escrow every month. It's on that tag. The one piece you can control is insurance.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think like I told you I had a gentleman that in the office this week and I looked at him and I said, You know your annual homeowners insurance is forty two hundred a year. He said, Mine? And I mean I I turned and showed it to him. That is one you're right. That's yeah. one the one piece people can control if they choose to stay engaged.
0: Go shop that insurance. You can call Brad Russell State Farm. You can call your insurance that you can you need to get that checked yearly of going, is it still fit for your home? Does it does the amount fit for what's there? Um because you may be surprised at how much it's increased agree. in the past couple of years if you have not looked at it. So go check that out. If you want to get a hold of Dean Riddell, his number is 405 858 7770 or go to Ivans.com, Click on Becky's favorites. You'll see Dean Riddell, Matt McLean, SWBC Mortgage right at the top. As always, Dean, I appreciate you. Thank you, Mark. I enjoyed it. Have a great week here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK.